0: Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN, and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. my name up in the
1: I gotta say, it's kind of it's kind of wild to sit in and talk over a music bed that's played by one half of the. One half of the show. Like, I don't, I don't want to interrupt this, HD. It's Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, just by saying play ESPN Radio. Uh, no matter no matter how you found us today, we're glad you did. It's turned into an eventful day. Uh, we had a few different ways that we were going to start the show. We kind of figured that we were under the microscope, under the, I don't know, under the, the, the cloud of this John Morant story and the suspension coming in and coming down, and, and Harry, it turns out, We got it. We got it uh, within an hour of coming on the air, and it's 25 games. 25 games for one of the brightest young stars in the NBA and one of the biggest impediments to his own success – And as we're sitting here and sort of processing another woge bomb, as it's been all due respect, you know, to Bob Meyer stepping down and Mike Dunleavy Jr. getting named, you know, Golden State's general manager. There's been significant NBA news to be sure, but this is a woge bomb. And it's not the kind of news that the Grizzlies had hoped for, but certainly, Harry, you know, news that they were bracing for, just like we all were.
2: Yeah, and I think it's the right timing. Talking to Evan, our producer, we were kind of trying to figure out when this news was going to happen. Um, And Evan was the first person to say that we'll probably get it today because you have the NBA draft next week and you don't want it being a distraction um, for those guys being able to accomplish a dream that they probably had for a very, very long time. But Adam Silver uh, has come out and he has given John Morant 25 games uh, that he will be suspended to start the season. And when you look at those 25 games, and I'll be honest with you, because I'm, I'm pondering uh, amongst myself trying to figure out, is that enough? Is it um, the right amount of the whole nine? But I, I had to stray away from that, Randy, because I think the most important thing when I look at this right now is John Morant getting better as an individual and not allowing himself to be in situations like he is in right now which has suspended the first 25 games of the season and not being able to be there for him and himself and his teammates of the Memphis Grizzlies in that organization. And it goes to show you when you sit down with the commissioner and Adam Silver and y'all discuss things that um, happened prior that allowed you to, you know, get eight games suspended. And you say certain things to that commissioner and you give him your word. Make sure your word is bond, like they like to say up north, Mm -hmm. because if it isn't and you have another incident that doesn't make your word look like you was being, you know, heartfelt when you when you gave it to the commissioner, you end up in a situation like this on top of going on camera with Jalen Rose and saying that you that you're going to be better in those regards. So I think when you look at it in totality, um, the NBA did what they had to do on top of understanding that. John Morant is a superstar right and you have older guys in this league that's been the face of the NBA for a very very long time you look at LeBron James you look at Steph Curry two guys that come to mind right now but there's this thing called Randy the passing of the torch and I think that was in the back of Adam Silver's mind as well because I want to sit up here and make this sound the wrong way but they need Ja Morant to do the right thing, like Spike Lee said, because he made a movie about it a long time ago. <laughs> and, 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 and in saying that, you give him those twenty-five games, and that's where the bed is, is made at this moment.
1: It's it's for habitual line stepping, as they also say in certain parts of the country, right? I mean, it's it's a, a demonstration of a flat learning curve as it pertains to really serious and really dangerous, uh, you know, weaponry to be rolling around. I mean, they say it. I, I want to read part of the. Part of the NBA statement here on, on Fitz and Harry, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. Randy Scott in for Jason Fitz. Fitz, congratulations out there with that Vegas uh, Golden Knights parade. That's why I'm here and, and why he's not and, and why this sort of falls on on us to read here, Harry. Um, let's get to the league announcement. The league office finding that on May 13th, Morant intentionally and prominently displayed a gun while in a car with several other individuals as they were leaving a social gathering in Memphis. Morant wielded the firearm while knowing that he was being recorded and that the recording was being live-streamed on Instagram Live, despite having made commitments to the NBA and public statements that he would not repeat the conduct for which he was previously disciplined. On May 16th, Morant issued a statement, taking full accountability for his actions. Now it says that the suspension begins immediately, is going to remain in effect through the first 25 games of the next season. Uh, He is uh, eligible and able to play once the suspension is served. He will also be required to meet certain conditions before he returns to play is going to be ineligible to participate in any public league or team activities including preseason games during the course of the suspension so they make it clear that it's Morant's decision that he knew what he was doing how he was doing it when he was doing it and who could see him doing it and Adam Silver the NBA commissioner uses words like alarming and disconcerting because he also reminds us all that he had to meter out an eight-game suspension back in March this isn't several years ago where John Morant had his wrist slapped for displaying a gun. Remember, that one was in a Denver nightclub. And this is just a matter of months. So if you demonstrate here that you have not learned whatever lesson the NBA hopes for you to learn, the NBA has to hand out a three times as long suspension. That begs the next question here, Harry. 25 games. Is that enough for you?
2: It, it Honestly, for, for me, it's not, it's not even about is, is it enough. I, I want John Morant as an individual, as a person to be able to do the right things and make the right decision, Randy, to be honest with you. Because one of the things that stuck out to me that the commissioner said is that the potential for other young people to emulate uh, Jaws conduct is particularly concerning. Under these circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. Mm -hmm. On top of, we gotta remember, you can't make a mockery of the commissioner of the NBA. If you tell him one thing, you got to stick to your word. Your word is everything. Yeah. You can't go behind his back and do the total opposite of what you say you weren't going to do. So I think when, when I look at it, is 25 games the right number? Like, that, that, that doesn't even matter to me. It's about John Morant understanding what he can and cannot do. Now, did he break any laws? No, he didn't. But also, you can't have John Morant posting on social media uh, on multiple occasions with a gun and young kids thinking it's okay to do that. Because I grew up on the south side of Atlanta. You can't just be showing guns because somebody may think the wrong thing. Right. And next Mm -hmm. thing you know, a tragedy may happen. So I think it's a great learning curve for John Morant. And I wish he wasn't in this situation. But that's where we are right now. And it's a privilege, Randy. I was fortunate enough to play in the NFL for 10 years. My brother was fortunate enough to play in the NBA for eight years, and he's overseas right now in, in Portugal playing. It's a privilege to be able to have the athleticism that God has given you to you know, be a low percentage of people that want to play a professional sport in yeah. their life. Don't take it for granted because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And I want John Morant to understand that, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be in this position. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of the situation and make the best of it and be an example to people that's, you know, potentially yeah. wants to want to come up and be in the position that you're in.
1: So the, the, the number is, is 25. That's the number of, of note here. Adrian Wojnarowski again, dropping that bomb for us, breaking that news for us. And, breaking the news of the suspension. Here is Woj. This was on first take. Again, as this news is coming in, Woj explaining why it's 25 games here
3: for John Moran. You know, you looked at the Miles Bridges suspension in Charlotte, uh, 30 games. Uh, You know, you've got to find some precedent here. And for the league, I think the Players Association, if this was half the season, if this was the entire season, different scenarios people threw out, there wouldn't have been precedent for that. But your history does matter. John Morant has been under investigation by the NBA for well over a year on a number of different incidents, incidences. Uh, they went through it with him last season at the end with the gun situation in the Denver nightclub. And again, listen, his career, his future, again, as a face of this league, is in peril if his behavior doesn't change. I think they're starting to see things in Memphis that give them some hope, some confidence that it will. But John Morant is going to, through his actions, have to show this over time.
2: Yeah, Randy, 25 games is significant because when you're suspended for that long or you miss that many games, poor um, the new rules that, that are coming to play in the NBA now, like you're not allowed to make all-NBA team, you can't, you know, win MVP, you can't, you know, be up for awards. For your play on the basketball court, and we actually seen John Morant be hurt in those regards this past season. Right? He probably should have made one of the all NBA teams, but I don't discount or, or you know discourage the voters for not putting him on it because if they feel like his actions hurt his team mm-hmm. and also hurt a lot of different areas of his life, they have the right not to put him on there. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, so. Now, is he he's going to be suspended these 25 games? You cannot have John Morant making any of these, you know, postseason, uh, or getting any of these postseason awards. And mm-hmm. I just think, you know, having that number be the staple uh, doesn't allow those things to happen.
1: No, it doesn't. And we're going to explain the, the impact of that here because of 25 games. Won't teach John Morant a lesson. There is an aspect of that 25 games. You just sort of hinted at it there, Harry. That certainly will. We'll also get into where the math is mathing here. Okay. Sometimes that math ain't mathing. It is mathing here. The number three has an impact, and it has an impact not only on three times as long of a suspension, but three times as long of a response from John Morant. We'll we'll read to you his own statement again. That coming in courtesy of Adrian Wojnarowski. It's Harry Douglas, Randy Scott in for Jason Fitz on Fitz and Harry. On ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Breaking news regarding John Morant and the suspension:
3: twenty-five game suspension to start next season. There will be conditions to his return. This has been extraordinarily
1: penal to Ja from a
2: financial standpoint.
3: Fitz and Harry,
0: the podcast.
2: Breaking news regarding John Morant and the suspension handed down from the NBA, and he will be suspended for 25 games.
3: Unfortunately, this is a suspension that John Morant deserved. You miss 18 games now, there's a 65-game minimum that players have to play to make All-NBA, to be MVP. Well, he's out of consideration now. Just from
2: the (laughs) financial standpoint,
1: it's as bad of a penalty as we have seen in the history of professional sports, what this has cost him financially. It's up there. It is up there. It's up there with with the money that Michael Vick lost when he went to prison. I mean, this is a uh this is a seismic day for the wallet for sure. If you're a fan of counting someone else's money, first of all, what's wrong with you? Secondly, secondly, <laughs> I mean, don't be that guy. I guess it's the first caution, but, but secondly, I mean, this is one where you, it, it hurts you when someone else hurts and loses this amount of money. You can't help but have sort of a, oh man, like they, you kind of reach for your own wallet. But
2: Randy, Randy, you know what it is though? It's, it's like John Morant has a daughter and when Damn. guys go to losing money like this, I view it as, man, you're taking money away from your daughter. Yeah. That she can cherish and she can have, and I understand he 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 has a lot of money, but mm-hmm. still, you're taking money away from your baby girl.
1: Yeah, yeah, in, in, the, in the in the in the powers of uh, you know compound interest with her own future, with your own future, and you know, here's to this being the hard reset maybe that a young talent needs to to realize what's at stake and, and, and what could be lost and how quickly it could be taken away. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers just by saying play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott uh, in for Fitz. And uh, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, 888-729-3776. I mean, we can Goldilocks this thing. You know, 25 games, is it? Is it too little? Is it too much? Is it just right? What do you hope happens next for John Morant? What impact is it going to have on the court here uh, in the Western Conference where certainly the Grizz were on the come up, and, and now they have to go 25 games, so... That's about a third of the season, right, without certainly their best player and uh, one of the best young talents uh, in the NBA. Uh, and, and a guy who's had a little bit of practice here, Harry, with issuing apology statements. Uh, the one back in March was, was pretty quick. It was uh, two sentences. The one in May when the video first came out, the one for which he is now uh, suspended 25 games, uh, this one was a little bit longer, but wasn't that the one where he was kind of accused of, of putting it into chat GPT? Wasn't it that one?
2: I think so. Right?
1: That one was three sentences. And now this one today, you know, with the suspension being eight games before, this one today is three times as long, right? And that actually works out with what the uh with what the suspension is in and its length. Uh man, Evan, what do you think? Read the whole thing? We don't have to get into like okay, I'll paraphrase. He he apologizes to the league, apologizes to the team, teammates, city of Memphis, uh the commissioner by name, uh, some members of the front office. This is what he says. He goes, I'm sorry for the harm I've done. To the kids who look up to me, I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promised I'm going to be better. All right. I promise I'm going to be better. To all of my, uh, all of my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representation of our brands. And to all of my fans, I'm going to make it up to you, I promise. I'm spending the off-season and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision-making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down, and I'm so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. Close quote. I like the apology relative to the first two. The first two seemed a little rubber-stamped cookie-cutter. This one, it seems like it's written, A, in his own voice, and B, addresses some significant issues. But again, Harry, it's one thing to to say it. It's another thing to do it.
2: Oh, Randy, I'm glad you said that. Because I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real today. Yeah. Yes, we appreciate the apology, but I'll be honest, uh, and I'm gonna say what a lot of people are probably scared to say: we don't give a damn about that apology. <laughs> we really don't, because this is what the third time, right? Third time. So, Since so March. In, in our world, actions speak li- speak louder than words, right? Pastor Troy had had a verse in his song: uh, "Actions speak louder than words." This country's yelling. Do we go to heaven and hell? It ain't no telling. Actions speak louder than words, right? When you're in a relationship, Brandy. Oh yeah. Do a person necessarily want to hear what you're going to do or do they want to see the actions of what you're going to do? Oh, man. They want to see the actions. Mm-hmm. Right. My, my seven year old daughter, you know, she got in trouble yesterday. And I was like, well, no, you're not going to get the iPad for two weeks. Right. And she said, Daddy, I'm going to be better. I said, well, don't tell me. Don't tell me you're going to be better. Yeah. Show me you're going to be better. Yeah. See, we could tell people all the things that we want to tell them in life and in this world. But if our actions don't complement what we're saying then it's for for no reason. So I think that's where we're at with Ja Morant. And listen, I want the best for Ja Morant. I want him to overcome this and and make as much money as he can can and be as as successful as he can on the basketball court. But your actions speak louder than your words, in this case, in my opinion.
1: And his actions are what got him into this. This wasn't a circumstantial thing. This was a choice, and that's what the NBA outlines – in its own statement, that John Morant was aware of what he was doing, brandishing a firearm, brandishing. We only say brandishing in situations like this. He's flashing a gun, and the league <laughs> says, "All right, you're flashing a gun, and you're doing it knowingly." Like the you hell know. with all
2: this political correct stuff. <laughs> he, he was flashing a gun.
1: I know, I know, brandishing <laughs> or hoist, right? We all say hoist with the Stanley Cup, and we only say it with the Stanley Cup. But like that, that they knew where he, that he knew where he was, what he was doing, and who could see him doing it. And when you're the NBA, when you're Adam Silver, your job is to protect your brand. You know, we say it in the NFL, protect the shield. The NBA has to protect the brand and protect the per- perception of its teams and of its players. And that's why the suspension is what it is. Can we play Can we play the Woj sound where he talks about exactly what this is going to cost financially? We're, we're Ballpark it, $50 million. $50 million million dollars. Harry, you've been around, folks. I'm not I'm not getting in your own wallet. You've been in locker rooms where guys have signed those eight-figure deals. We're talking about eight figures gone.
2: 50 million dollars is a lot of money, Randy. Like that that that's that's generational money. That can change mm-hmm. households, not just a household, households with an s yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. So to to be losing that if this doesn't allow John Morant to see things from a different light. You talk about decision-making growing up. My father preached this to me all the time, choices and decisions that you make. A lot of coaches that I had preached about choices and decision-making. Red or blue pill. Or blue what pill. would you do? Which That's one are you going to choose? And I think also the people that you surround yourself with. You got to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who want your best interests. Because when others don't have your best interests, Mm-hmm. Things go left like this. Not saying that everyone that he's around doesn't have his best interest, but when yeah. you you can have one person out of 10 people around you that doesn't have your best interest, and that one person could spoil everything that you worked your entire life for. So you got to be able to surround yourself with the right supporting cast as well.
1: For sure. So, how does John Morant move forward now? Right? A former NBA player who's going to tell us exactly what he would say to John Morant right now.
2: Vincent Harry, the podcast. breaking news regarding John Morant and the suspension handed down from the NBA and he will be suspended for
3: 25 games. Unfortunately, this is a suspension that John Morant deserved. You miss 18 games now, there's a 65 game minimum that players have to play to make All-NBA, to be MVP. Well, he's out of consideration now. Just from
1: the (laughs) financial standpoint, it's as bad of a penalty as we have seen in the history of professional sports, what this has cost him financially. $50 $50 million seems like the ballpark for the toll here for 25-game suspension for John ja Morant. It's Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance, with you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, just by asking your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott, in for Jason Fitz. Fitz is on Parade Watch out there in, in Las Vegas, so uh, congrats to him, efforting to have him here probably in about 15 minutes' time. But for now, let's welcome in... On the eight uh, eight eight say ESPN phone line eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Lafonso Ellis, former Denver Nuggets forward and uh, ESPN basketball analyst, and that's not just NBA basketball. I mean, Fonz is dialed into the college game, and, and that's where I want to start. I want to get into how you have watched along with the rest of us, but you had a greater eye on John Morant in college, Fonz, and and you watched him get picked second overall, and now the progression from you know phenom there in the, in the NBA to what we've seen him inflict upon his own career how does he get that career back on the path that he was on
0: well I think it starts with uh, just internally for him is making obviously every right decision and you have to make sure that you surround it with the right people also because they can have a tremendous influence uh, on you and as we've seen with him his talent is (laughs) undeniable i mean his ability to be able to take over a game both on the defensive and the offensive end particularly on the offensive end with his ability to be able to score and pass it and and to be able to finish at the rim at the level that he does um you know this this is a dark day for him and his family a 25 game suspension is just unheard of obviously but it it comes down to that is is At the end of the day, regardless of how old we are, we're responsible for the choices that we make. And he's got to make great choices for himself going forward. And it can't be one of those things where you're doing it for the sake of uh, those who are watching you. It's got to be something that happens for you internally. So I hope he's able to put himself in position to get the help that he needs, and he'll be given the tools that he needs to make that change, and it comes down to us individually applying those tools so that we can grow and mature and be better.
2: LaFonso if you were a teammate of John Morant today, after this news has come out, what are some of the things that you would say to him and encourage him uh, about moving forward?
0: One of the things that I would say, assuming that we that there's an open line of communication, because uh, you know I've been on teams where you kind of have to sugarcoat some things, and then you've, I've been on other teams where uh, we were very comfortable with uncomfortable conversations, and so it depends on what his teammate it depends on what his relationship with his teammates would be, and in this case, I would hope that he and I would have an, an open dialogue, and I would just be serious with him, man. You, you've got a You've got to make a decision now uh, of how you're going to do life. Are you going to do life the way that you have, which has caused you a a uh, 30-plus game suspension and a black eye on your reputation as a person? Or are you going to to learn from what you've gone through and apply all that you're learning through this to help you grow and, and be better? And, uh, again, that's not an easy thing because that's being direct and pointed, and not everyone can handle it that way, but it's really important for his growth and his progress, and I hope he's able to do that.
1: We're talking with LaFonso Ellis, and we're going to ask you, LaFonse, to, to go ahead and, and, and take off the basketball analyst hat for a second and now now put on the Denver Nuggets first-round draft pick, fifth overall in 1992, uh, first five years of your career there for the Nuggets because you were in Denver for the Game 5 clincher – And I'm just curious what what your reaction was as someone who played for that franchise and was part of the build to get to that point. Just what you were seeing, feeling, uh, reacting to in those final
0: minutes. It was great. (laughs) I was taking it in. Uh, As a fan, the energy in the building was absolutely terrific. And I I said to my wife afterwards uh, that I felt a sense of relief because I happened to be the starting power forward on that a 1994 Denver Nuggets team that became the first number eight seed to be the number one seed in the playoffs. And with how young we were, I think we were the third youngest team in the NBA at that time, we thought that we would have many years to try to compete for first a Western Conference title and then, of course, an NBA title. That wasn't meant to be uh, at that time and didn't happen and didn't come to fruition. And yet being able to sit in the stands so many years later, nearly 20 years later, almost 30 years later actually, uh, to get a chance to um, take that in and watch Jokic and Murray, KCP, watch those guys celebrate what they've accomplished. I, I had a great sense of, of relief and was able to really enjoy what they've been able to accomplish this year, and I'm so proud of that group. That's pretty cool. Let's let's talk about Michael
2: Malone, their head coach. He's very unique in his own ways. He does things um I won't say differently. He does things sometimes old school that, you know, a lot of new school coaches probably don't do today, but it works for the Denver Nuggets. Why is he the perfect coach for this team?
0: Uh, He's he's the perfect coach because he's sincere and real, and he pushes you to be better and pushes you to see that. Uh, what you're trying to accomplish is bigger than you individually. Now, I do think he has a little bit of a Greg Popovich advantage in that (laughs) just like Greg Popovich had Tim Duncan, who was willing to be coached and coached hard. And when your best player on your team is willing to be coached and coached hard, it raises the level and expectation of everyone else on that roster. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Mike Malone has that with Nikola Jokic. Jokic is willing to be coached and pushed hard and uh, the level of expectation for him is the same as everyone else so if Mike Malone is expecting him to get out and, and and not play drop coverage but to get up on ball screens and to die for loose balls and all of that whenever you can have a situation where your best player it has the ear of the coach and the willing to put it all on the line it just raises the level of expectation for your entire team and to your point uh, Mike Mike's different he's old school and he's hard-charging, but because of Nikola Jokic's willingness to be pushed and prodded and to be a better version of himself, I think that's why you have seen them win the, the world title this year. And He's in a great position. Mike's a great coach.
1: Alfonso Ellis scored 27 points in that Game 4 win over the Seattle Supersonics in the first round in 1994. I, I'm going to say it because he won't. That's all. That's all Alfonso. I was making sure people know.
2: <laughs> I just making sure people
1: know. He's Alfonso Ellis and you're not. We appreciate uh, we should, the time, uh, buddy. Thank you, sir. Of course. Thanks for having me
0: on. Have a great day, guys.
1: He's the best, man. Fitz and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. So visit Progressive.com. You know the Nuggets not the only team celebrating a title yesterday. Uh, No, we're not talking about the Golden Knights. All due respect uh, to Fitz. But we might, when he comes back, if he joins us, a little tease and a little carrot to Ooh. dangle in front of the host. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott. In for Fitz. It's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the
0: podcast. Kansas City has been a dynasty for quite a while now, and when you put it up against what the Warriors have done, I think Pat Mahomes is definitely going to find a way to get more than four championships. My Bengals
1: are just one of a few teams in a loaded AFC that are going to make it quite challenging for Kansas
0: City. As long as they got number 15 in red, they're going to be fine. As great as a a once-in-a-generation quarterback that Mahomes has turned out to be, it's still going to be very difficult when the AFC is going to keep getting loaded each and every year.
1: Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, just asking it to play ESPN Radio. I need to remember, Harry, that we are on simulcast, that we're on ESPN app because I'm sitting here just full white guy overbite. Just like
2: mm, mm,
1: mm, to rock the mic, right? And I'm like, No, you've got to stop, dude.
2: No, you don't have to stop. I don't Randy, have it like that, though. Every time I hear the music, you know, I'm over here bopping, baby. Yeah, That's fair. I want the people to see me rocking.
1: That's fair. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott. In for Jason Fitz, who we're hoping to hear from here as he is, uh, you know, landed in uh, Las Vegas ahead of the Golden Knights parade today. The call in number 888 say ESPN 888 729 3776. You want to talk about John Morant? Is it enough games? Is it not enough? Is it just right? We can do that? We're gonna get a little uh, a little uh, NFL into the program here and uh, talk about <laughs> I love an offseason beef. and I-, I love what we saw from Jamar Chase and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I want to make sure I want to make sure I got this right because Jamar Chase was asked about Patrick Mahomes, asked about the Chiefs, and he says, Pat who? right? He's like, Pat who? And instead of, I love a subtweet. I love it so much. I need it in my life and in my soul. And I love that Patrick Mahomes, instead of tagging Jamar Chase or issuing a statement or, you know, calling up a media friend, hey, quick, interview me so I can get something off about Jamar Chase, just tweets a picture of him because the Chiefs got their ring last night, their latest Super Bowl ring. They had a big red carpet thing, got their ring, and so he posts a picture, Patrick Mahomes, from his account where he's got his right hand up near his head, Both Super Bowl rings prominently featured, and it just says that's who with two ring emojis.
2: And I love every bit of this, Randy. I love what these two teams have going on from a rivalry standpoint in Mm -hmm. the National Football League because I think we need to get back to having, you know, two quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, two teams like the Cincinnati Bengals and Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs going at it, but you also hear the jawing between the two teams. You know, you you heard Cincinnati last year talk about Burrowhead and the mayor got involved, and then next thing you know, the Kansas City Chiefs win. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, if if there's been any kryptonite to his to his game or his seasons as a Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. I can say it has been Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals because they, he's only three and one versus them, and then Joe Burrow, no one else outside of Tom Brady and Joe Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So I love what this rivalry has become. I love the players uh, going back and forth, talking a little trash. I think that's okay. That's healthy for the game. And I also love the NFL for making this game be on December 31st this year, right before the new year hits. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have me a nice tequila on the rocks. Uh, preferably one of those high-class tequilas. You know, I don't like the cheap stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the part of my career now, in my life, I should say, well, I'm not drinking anything cheap. It's going to be well worthwhile. Okay, all right.
1: That's a great way to ring in the new year, some tequila mana maybe. You know, some of the rocks tequila. Let's, let's, we, we can get after that. I've turned into a tequila guy myself. But it got us, it got, it got us thinking now about the, the 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 chances that Kansas City repeats. And I, I wanted to get the Jamar Chase story into the show because, in my opinion, the Bengals are the reason why we're not going to have another year in another ring ceremony, at least not next year, for Kansas City. I feel like Cincinnati is not only on the come-up, not only just nipping at their heels... I, I, I feel like Cincinnati is ready to overtake Kansas City. And so yesterday in sports, what do we have, Harry? We had the Denver Nuggets parade where they mm-hmm. got loose and they got after it. Then we had the Kansas City Chiefs celebrating with their rings. It's a natural conversation. Who is most likely to repeat? Because to me, it's Denver because Cincinnati is in the way of Kansas City. Not only for the Super Bowl, but for even the right to play for it at the AFC.
2: Randy. What? You're going to embarrass me in front of my friend. <laughs> Talk about this. Denver. Now, let me just say this. Let me give you a little something to think about here. When I look at the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, let's just mm-hmm. start right there. Those two guys, the last five years of Patrick Mahomes being the starting quarterback, have been phenomenal. They've hosted the AFC Championship game every single year. They have three Super Bowl appearances in the last five, winning two of those. So the consistency is there. When I look at the Denver Nuggets, I think injuries played a factor in a lot of things that they weren't able to accomplish up until now. You have a two-time MVP back-to-back to, uh, to be exact. Could have won a third one this season in Nikola Jokic and they won the NBA Finals. But I would say this, when I look at the Western Conference, and I think Kendrick Perkins you know, touched on this a little bit this entire week, I don't think it's going to be a back-to-back NBA champion for a very, very long time because of the parity and how things are evened out. And then next, when you get into that, the new CBA Mm -hmm. and how the cap is going to have to be constructed, I think that's going to make it more difficult because now that third person that you're able to pay a lot of money is going to have to potentially go somewhere else. Um, When I look at Patrick Mahomes, I just see it done on a consistent basis over and over and over again. He's like a magician with the football On top of, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs as a team, see, last year a lot of people thought it was going to be a down year, but what they were able to do in quest of winning a Super Bowl title was get a lot of their young players that they drafted and had on their roster a lot of playing time. So those young players had an opportunity to see what it's like to go win a ring, not just sit on the bench and do it, but be involved and actually play. Now those players coming back this season and moving forward, they already have a taste of it. They know what it's like to be in the playoffs. They know what the stakes are like when it's high. They know what it's like to go against the Philadelphia Eagles in a Jalen Hurts team in a defensive line that's so, so magnificent. Now, while we're talking about that defensive line that the Philly had, that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs had to face, if it's one thing I'm worried about, it's the two tackle positions because those are the new positions, the new players, I believe, uh, for this Kansas City Chiefs team that we got to keep our eyes open about.
1: And that to me is the is the stride that Cincinnati has made on the offensive line. I I, I feel like they have they ha- had they've made less sexy moves, but it's because they're sexy parts. And I'm not just pandering to, to the wide receiver here, but it's because <laughs> their wide receiver room is what Kansas City wants, right? Kansas yep. City putting together with spare parts. All due respect to Juju Smith Schuster, but you know his his absence. You know he had a flash in the pan year in Kansas City playing with Patrick Mahomes. Going to do that. But you need to build from up front if you're going to go ahead and win these games in January. I feel like this is the year. But then again, do you, what do you want to do when, when you approach the roulette table? Do you want to bet against the streak that's going on? Or do you want to try to ride the streak? So I my, my strategy is ride the streak. If it's been nothing but red okay. numbers, I'm going to go with red. And here I am saying go ahead and put the money on black. Here's what I'll say about Denver. Your point about the salary cap is a great one because they're tied to Nikola Jokic for almost $47 million next season alone and we need to factor in 134 million that is the hard number that is the first threshold of the salary cap and right now with Jokic at 47 jamal murray at 34 and michael porter jr at 33 you're over about 110 million dollars i'm not great at math but i can do that and then you got to build in the rest of your roster there with about 24 to spare and you got aaron gordon at 22. so there's going to have to be some creativity and we see this happen with title winning teams sometimes your parts are coveted by other teams because they say that's a winner. We want that in our building. We want that culture with us. So all that is to say, uh, now that one of us feels like Memphis is going to be a threat, and that's the big news of the day. John Morant suspended for 25 games. We're going to tell you why that suspension is not even the biggest issue for Morant. That is next. Randy Scott in for Fitz. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
2: Fitz and Harry,
0: the podcast.